So go ahead and bring him back in. Bring 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 us into the episode, Larry. Welcome back to the Man Cave Podcast, everybody. This is your host, <laughs> Larry Brown. Found a new toy in this bitch. Oh, George is going crazy with the roadcaster. Now we're gonna see if you leave that out or if you edit this whole shit. Oh, it'll be in there. Oh, okay. Well, today we are doing what is being a dad part two. The first one we didn't really get to dive in deep like I like to go. Yeah, I like um, to go real deep. I like I to go that. real deep, yeah. Um, but we only got to scratch the surface. But today we have uh, Jorge's cousin, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, Jordan, special one because I have first family member on the show today, and actually the first uh, Hispanic guest. That we first have. family member, is it? Yes, you had your dad on. Well, your wife was here. She wasn't on the show though. She was on the camera. She wasn't on the show. Larry. Your son was screaming in the background. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I have my cousin Jordan. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Jordan. How you doing? I'm Jordan. Uh, what else should I be saying? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a great episode. Jordan, we're yeah, going to really... be fucking around yeah, with Jordan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. This is like when the orcas slap dolphins out the fucking ocean. Wild. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, when uh, I was thinking about this episode, I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up to Jordan because you know how you have uh, things in your life that kind of mold you or change you a little bit. Tell me everything is your from your childhood. Yeah. Okay. He's gonna bring up some shit. I'm like, I'm not ready to talk about that. No, no, it's simple. It's, it's just something that I was like, mm, okay. I remember one day you and like Ruben or something. Somebody else was like hanging out, and that must have been like 11 or 12. I was like, oh, can I come with you guys? You were like, no. I was like, damn, why? You was like, cause you're boring. I was like, all right, fuck it then. Right, and then I had to change everything about myself. <laughs> wow, was that like the pivoting? Point I was like, you? I'm a boring motherfucker, so let's change this shit. Wow, was, was that me? Who that said was that, that came out of your mouth. Came out of my mouth. <laughs> I, I believe it because I'm really blunt, and I've learned that over the years. But um, I don't remember this at oh, all. I do. I, I, I want to say sorry, but if it helped, then I'm uh, not sorry. <laughs> I, hey. You know, we, I got a podcast now, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Shout out to Jordan, the third leg of the Man right. Cave podcast. He's the fucking uh, trailblazer for you, George. Yeah. Um, but no, there's a reason I invited my cousin on today. It's because, uh, like Larry said, this is the second episode uh, or part two yes. of what it means to be a dad. Yes. Uh, Jordan just had his first son. Congratulations. Um, so talk about, uh, you know, how long you've been married and how the kid is and just... Just give us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So um, I'm married to Nandi. Shout out. She she made me do that. Oh, my yeah. God. George. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've been married two years now. Our anniversary was actually on the 12th. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Um, my son is seven months old. Uh, me and her have been together for four months. And, uh, yeah, that's that's her. Um, it was funny, though. Um, I met her. Years? Uh, Hold on. Your son is seven months. Y'all have been together four months? Said, four years. You said four months. I said four months. Yeah, we yeah. got it recorded. Holy shit. Dude, he was like, four what years. kind of magic did this guy figure out? Fuck my brain up. Yeah. I said, oh, man, It's been with her for four fuck. months. I mean, we got a seven month six. Old. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I met her years ago um, on Tamara's prom. So oh, it was okay. prom was for my sister. sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... Um, my wife and his sister are best friends. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I'm, how's that weird? Do you do, so you Tamara, does, does Nandi be like talking to Tamara about stuff that you guys that should I, be between you and, and her? I don't care if she does because uh, that's why you have friends to talk I about guess. the shit you can't talk to your significant other about. Yeah, because I'm like... I don't care because she's shitting on you to your, to your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. Jordan's a fucking bitch today. Tamara's don't talk like, about my cousin. <laughs> no, no, I'm a, Tamara wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So you know, there's a. I feel like there's a stigma that like uh, positive father figures, right? Like it's not a thing that's represented a yeah. lot. We always hear about bad yeah. father figures. You know, not in the picture. Um. So, you know, I know a lot of people that are good dads, right? And I try my hardest to try to be one as well. Uh, so, you know, that's why I asked you to come on, talk about it, talk about some experiences that you've had, some of your fears beforehand. Uh, so let's just get into it. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious, were you scared 
like leading up to it? No. no. Were, well, how are you feeling? So um, I've always known I wanted to be a dad. So, uh, like, you know, when you're little, people ask, oh, what you want to do when you grow up? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I never knew like career wise what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to be a father. Um, and that came from the fact that I didn't have my father growing up. Okay. Like I was raised by my grandparents and they made it known like what happened as far as like with my mom and my father. And it was always just like, okay, so how would I have been different if he was in the picture? And just early on, I was like, I, I want to be there yeah. for my son or my daughter, whoever, mm-hmm. if whatever comes, comes, but, um, I want to be there in their life to be able to help them and just be there. Cause like growing up without the father, without my mother, it was difficult to talk to my grandparents about things. Cause there was the generational gap. And then the fact that there was a language barrier cause they're from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Like they speak Straight Spanish. Motherland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my grandmother understands English because she told us once we started going to elementary school and middle school, talk to me in English so then I understand so then I'm not just like held back and I don't know what y'all saying but there was the generational gap the the language barrier there was things that I couldn't bring up to them because I I, how how do you talk to them like from a different time from a different it's from a different time and just like and even though you you, there's love there you know that's not your parents yeah you know like that's always gonna be there for you yeah um, that, you know, I wish I had, you know, mom or dad to talk to. That's not my situation. You had your grandparents. Yeah. And, you know, even on top of uh, the, the gap, it's just like, it's not my parents. Yeah. Like, you, you kind of feel like, I mean, we, we've never actually even had this conversation. No. Uh, like, you must have felt isolated, felt alone. Did you just, like, is that something that you kind of struggled with? Or, like, how did you push through that? Yeah, so... Loneliness was always a thing there. Like, I always did feel like I was alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a huge family. So, like, hanging out was always a thing. Like, uh, you guys would be over the house all the time. We would go over there. Ruben, Sam, everybody was yeah. there. But, like, at the end of the day, I was alone. There was something missing. Like, even though Stephanie, my sister, was down the hall right next to me, it was just like, who did I actually get to talk to about feelings, uh, emotions, fears, hopes, dreams. I didn't really have that. But right now, looking back, knowing what I know, like seeing how people were with their parents, how parents are with their kids, I don't know if I did miss out on much. Like growing up, I felt like there was something missing completely. But now looking back, I'm like, the things that I wanted that I thought I was missing, I don't know if anyone really actually got. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like having deep conversations with your parents about certain things. Because that's just not what our yeah, my, our, our, our family did. They, they, they just didn't do that. We didn't do that. So I don't know if my father was in the picture, if that would have happened. That, yeah. like, and that's one thing that I also, like obviously I have both of my parents, but never had serious conversations in that way. Never didn't like, and when I had my kids, that's one thing that I knew was going to happen, right? Like I'm going to talk to them regularly. We're going to have conversations. We're going to build a relationship. Um, because that was kind of absent when I was growing up. Uh, and that's one thing that like, I wanted to point out, like to make the decision to change that is big. Right. Because we could always fall victim to the cycle. Mm-hmm. We can see, oh, this is how they did it. So that's how I'm going to do it. Right? And that's easy. But to get your uh, like your thought process away from their thought process and be like, well, what did I miss as a kid? What do I think that they did poorly that I can improve on? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the goal. Like, you want your children to be better than you. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's always the thought of I want my son to have the things I didn't have and not look at me as like, oh, this is my hero. I want him to look at me as like, oh, this is 
the person that's raised me. He's been there my entire life, but I know that he wants more for me than he had. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the things is like um, generational wealth. That's not a conversation we ever had. Like my grandparents would tell me always, oh, you need to save. You should save. You should save. But I didn't see them like, like what was the reason? Why were you telling me this? without like showing me what the outcome is we didn't go on vacations we didn't have nice things or buy anything really like my grandparents had always had a car they had their home but they bought their home back in a time when the city had a program where you paid a dollar yeah rebuilt it yourself and then after i think it was like five or ten years it was yours yeah so like i didn't see the the building of wealth or the management of wealth and that's something that I want my son to see. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm happy to hear that um you are essentially a good dad to your kid because you you need to have your dad growing up cuz I didn't have mine either. And that's something to think about a lot. It's like, damn, like am I able to be a good parent to my son or my daughter even though I've never had that role model in my life? You know, and I'm now like, and it and it doesn't help that I have a, a younger brother who's his dad's not in his life either, and I call myself trying to like fill that void with him by being you know present and being kind of like a male role model for him to look up to, and now I'm getting backlash for it like oh you're not my dad like type of shit so it's like, damn did I am I doing something wrong and if I can't even be a good big brother for my little brother. Yeah. Like, how the fuck am I going to be a good dad? You know what I mean? How old is your brother? He'll be 15 in December. All right, so you're not doing anything wrong if he's like, if you're getting that pushback. Because whenever you see stuff on, like, TV or movies, the kids always, around that age, are always assholes. assholes. <laughs> That's true. And <laughs> even when there's the surrogate father figure, they always go to that, you're not my father, even yeah. though... You're just doing what's in the best interest for them. You're yeah. telling them, you're, you're giving them the advice that they need, even though they don't want it. And even though they don't want to hear it, they have to. Like at the end of the day, you you shouldn't be sugarcoating things for your kids or for your your uh, family members where you're filling that void because they yeah. need to hear this. If they don't hear it from you, they don't experience it, they're eventually going to learn it from the real world. Yeah, that's true. And that's kind of like what we talked about before, right? It's like there's good role models and there's bad role models. So by me not having a role model and then getting to kind of see like how everybody else was doing shit, I I was able to pick from each body like, oh, I'm going to be this type of dad. I'm going to take my kids to the park. I'm going to yeah. make sure that my kid gets dropped off to school and, and, you know, and make sure he gets home okay. And I'm not going to tell him he's a pussy or, you know, what are you crying for? Yeah, and, yeah. and punch him in his chest because he doesn't make a fucking <laughs> jump shot at basketball practice. Like, yeah, don't, I was able to kind of, like, figure out what type of dad I wanted to be because there was no role model there for me to pick up, piggyback off of. When when you heard the news, mm-hmm. Nandi was pregnant. How did she do it? Did she do it, like, in a fancy dancy way? Like, uh... Did you set a forest on fire? Yeah, but... Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, but, like, what were you feeling, like, when, when you heard that news? So, I was, of course, excited, but the thing is, it... Since we got married, it, it was like that That was the next thing. Yeah, of course. So, it was like, oh, all right, I, I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we had had um, a previous, like, scare, I guess. Not scare, but it's like... Oh, are you pregnant? Are you not? And then we kind of found out like super early on because we went. She she thought she was pregnant. I thought she was pregnant. We went to get tested, and then um, the the nurse or whatever was like, "It's too early to yeah. tell. Like yeah. it looks like there's something there, but it's too early to tell." Come back in like two weeks. We came back in two weeks, and they're like, "There's your baby." Yep. It's like, yeah. So it's happening. So we already knew it was coming. And like she was on top of like everything. On you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, tell Molly. What? What? <laughs> What's your question? No, you said she was on top of. No, you? no, 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 no. That's no. <laughs> oh, how we. That's how they got How the babies get there? That's how babies are made. <laughs> but yeah, no, we we knew the baby was coming. We were planning for it, and 
Yeah, we we just we had uh just like a, a the way we did everything was like all right. So we know we're getting older, and she had um, fears because her mother had issues uh, oh, conceiving. So yeah. she was like, "I don't want to wait till I'm older." Yeah. yeah. Because once what what is it? Once they hit like thirty five, yeah. they 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 get classified as um, high risk. Not even high risk is it's there's a specific word where it's like. You're an old person, basically. Geriatric? Geriatric yeah, pregnancy. Uh, and yeah. she was like, I don't want that. And yeah. I was like, yeah, no, that's weird. Yeah. At 35, you're, it's geriatric. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And it, the the risk of miscarriage just goes up by a lot once you hit 35. So it was like, yeah, we, we need to do this now. Plus, I don't want to be an old parent. Yeah, I don't no. want to be 60, like still raising a, a teenager. How old are you now? I'm 32 right now. Okay. How old is she? She's 30. Okay. Are you guys talking about another one? Or are you yeah. Guys, oh. So I, I don't want him to be an only uh, child. Mm-hmm. I want at least like two more kids, but nothing more than that. I, I don't want four kids, five kids. Yeah, no. Like that's too much. I, I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to have the attention span to spread it out evenly and like to give everyone the attention they need. So you you said that you weren't afraid of being a dad as far as... Uh, the kind of dad you would be, yeah. right? Because you you kind of, at a young age, was like, I'm going to try my hardest to do it right. Yeah. Uh, but coming from how we were raised, right, financial stability was never an example. We never saw it, like you said earlier. Was that something that scared you, that you would not be able to financially provide for the child? and Or if there's two or three more kids, is that something that's always in the back of your mind? So that's not a fear in my mind because I've always felt like, when I need to do something, I do it as far as, like, when something needs to be done, I, I can change my my way of thinking, my way of being, and just get the job done. So taking care of three kids, that's something that, even though right now I'm not financially in that place, if it comes, I will be. I, I will do whatever I have to do to get there, and I, it'll it'll be done. See, I'll take care of them. That's something that's always, like, we've talked about it before. Like, me and Alina's were together. like Yeah. And before we even decided to get, you know, like, I made the decision to ask her to marry me. We were already together six years, seven years. And the reason it took so long is because, I again, you know what comes after you yeah. get married. And my thing, like, I didn't want kids because, one, I didn't think I'd be good at it. Two, I didn't think I would be able to provide. Mm. And, uh... I, I did everything in my power to become financially stable uh, so that when that happens, because I know it's coming, that I would be ready. Did but it's, I, I'm never, I'm, it's never done for me. Yeah. It's like, we're okay, yeah. but it, okay is not good enough. Yeah. And that's how I'm always thinking. Like, it's just like, I need to do better. I need to do more because who knows what the fuck is going to happen. That's true. And we have two now. Right. You know what I mean? That's more fucking diapers. It's more formula. That's more clothes. And being okay is not good enough. Did you feel like after you had your first son um, that you were invigorated somehow, like rejuvenate, like, oh, man, this is like, let me kick shit into high gear and do this and do this? Did you feel like... I think you- I was already there beforehand. Okay. okay. Like, you know, to, to, to be, what, 25? Leading up to the pregnancy or leading up to his birth? No, leading to the marriage. Okay. Like... I was like, I gotta be on it, yeah. Because, you know, she, I have to provide for her, yeah. Right, and we had long conversations about wanting kids or her wanting kids and me not wanting it, and then me having to figure out within my, you know, that why didn't I want kids, right. and then making the decision to marry somebody who did is like, well, I need to change that, yeah, because I'm gonna be with her forever, and I'm not gonna. Uh, refuse her that life. I'm not going to deny her something that she wants. Right. That's so important to her. No. So before that, I just, I, I kicked it into gear from, uh, I think it was for like five months at the vitamin shop. I was still uh, assistant manager. I worked every single day, not a day off. They approved overtime. I was working from nine to nine for like five months in a row because I knew that I was going to ask her to marry me. And I knew that when I asked her to marry me, we're going to want to buy a house. And I knew that when we did that, you're going to have kids. Yeah. And that's why, like, 
I did that stupid amount of overtime so that I can be okay. I can get the ring. And then we also already have money. Yeah. Right. And then I fought tooth and nail to be promoted to the store manager position. And I'm constantly looking for a better job. I'm constantly looking for more money because I need it. I can't, I can't not think, okay, I'm done. No, can't do it. Yeah, no, I think um, the way you did it is how I kind of would move. Like, I know <clears throat> I have a few friends who, like you, Jordan, they were like, man, if I have kids, like, I'm going to do everything I can in my power to provide for them. But I come from the world of you just don't know what the fuck is going to happen. So, like, I would rather, like, work my ass off leading up to it, have some sort of plan, even though I know plans can go to shit sometimes. Like, I get it. Um, but I, I would rather have some sort of plan, roadmap, something laid out. So that I know how to how to move forward. Like, okay, I need X amount of dollars for savings because this is what it's going to cost for me to pay my mortgage for twelve months. Or, you know, this is if you know in the event that my wife needs to start working, how much money do I need to be bringing in extra so I'll have this in the savings? That type of shit. Like, what are you doing? The the whole one parent uh, working thing, yeah, the one hard. one income, yeah, yeah, no. that is hard. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I'm that, saying like, yeah. God forbid, if you have to, yeah, like that's to. kind of where I'm at now. Yeah, because Alina's hasn't worked in like I guess four months now because she went on the maternity leave and then she had the baby. She had someone, uh, but it's not paid maternity. Leave. Yeah, like, sucks. yeah, uh, so she has no income coming in. So I've been paying the mortgage alone, the cars alone, and it's because I prepared. Yeah. Because I like I have to be ready for that. Yeah. I didn't know we were like when she had kids that it wouldn't she wouldn't not be going back that quickly or uh it's just you you don't plan for her not to have money. We've always been split like two income house. And then like that gone. Yeah. You know, I have to be the one to step up and do all of that. But I didn't, you know, I can't wait for have to for it to happen. I have to be on go all the time because I've seen what happens when you, you bills don't get paid. Yeah. You know, light gas gets shut off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, having to get an electric uh, like hot pan, getting water, boiling it and then going to take a bath. Been there. I can't, I will not allow that to happen for my kids. And let me walk back something earlier. I said, cause I said, I don't want to have to provide for my wife. Like I, I, I want, I want to be in a position financially where I will be one day, um, where she, my wife doesn't have to work. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying from a sense, like if something were to happen to her, I don't want that for her. Like yeah. I, I want her to have the choice of like, I don't have, you know, I can go to work or I can not go to work. Like, cause at the end of the day, like, I, I don't mind bearing the burden of going to work. I enjoy working. I enjoy making money. Um, it's just kind of who I am. And she doesn't. Do you guys get anxiety when you don't work? Because it, it's a weird thing. Like, I'll, I'll have anxiety, like, uh, in the morning. Like, oh, I got to go to work. But then when I'm not working for an extended period of time, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with myself? Like what? What's like happening? You need to be doing. I something. need to be doing something yeah. to be like, because if I'm not doing something, I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Like it's it's really weird. Yeah. Like I need <laughs> to be way. doing something. I'm the same way. If I'm not working, I'm super lazy. Yeah. Um, I get anxiety for the simple fact that I don't get a steady paycheck. Like I, I'm self-employed. About that. Yeah. So I I have to eat what I kill. So if I'm not working, I'm not making money. Mm-hmm. It's probably different for you. You probably be like, thank God I got a fucking day off. Yeah, 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 your yeah. check is guaranteed. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, if I if I'm not working and it's not like there's a regular day off or if it's not PTO, yeah. then yeah, because what the fuck? I'm not working, I got no money coming in. No, I'm gonna go sell ass in the street. Something's gonna happen, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't. So yeah, that anxiety is gonna come. <laughs> um, no, for sure. Uh, but I, I but even when I might, you know, do I have those days off? Uh, no, I just hang out with the family. I got two kids. I have a wife house you know what i mean so it's, I, that doesn't give me anxiety did y'all see well did you see your dad going to work every day is, is yeah that he, that's like the only still dead in you he did that yeah. for sure my man he on regular has two three jobs yeah. um i don't know if it was just like i don't want to be in this fucking house <laughs> 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 or he was just like you know chasing the bag yeah. 
Yeah, um, probably a little bit of both. Both yeah. for sure. Yeah. Four kids, like you try to leave the crib, you know. Uh, what I mean? Tom Brady. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he always had, yeah. you know, three, four jobs. Always had some shit on the side that he was doing, flipping cars or whatever. That's probably why, because like I see your work ethic, I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? But then I think, yeah, George was always, yeah. he was always working. It didn't matter where. If it was at Pizza Hut, if it was at uh, a mechanic shop, he was always working. Yeah. So that, that that's like, I, I see that as what instilled mm-hmm. your work, that yeah. work ethic. And that's what I want to be able to, like, if he only picks up one thing from me, I hope it's just like, you have to work. You have to keep trying to better yourself constantly and just be able to provide for not only yourself, the people that you love. Mm-hmm. So like... That, that's something that I don't see myself. I, I can't see myself living off the government, which is something that we we saw a lot about. We saw a lot of growing up. I'm sure everybody does. Yeah, like like if if you live in the city, you know somebody that just is living off the government, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's difficult because that's a trap. Like welfare is a system that that Makes once you, you get reliant. in, yeah, you become reliant, and then. If you're a child growing up in that system, it's really hard to just have the mentality of that's not going to be me because you see how easy it is to just, okay, so, I mean, if I'm not working, I can get Section 8 and then I can yeah. get food stamps and then I can yeah. do this. And then I'll have enough money for, like, if I want to drink every fucking day, yeah. like, I'll still have money for that. And if not, I'll just do an under-the-table job and still collect money this way and that way. And it's like... It's really difficult to break that um, mentality and that cycle. Yeah. But, like, breaking that was one of the things I thought about a lot growing up was, like, because my grandparents were both on SSI Mm -hmm. disability. I'm like, okay, they're on a fixed income. There's not much wiggle room for anything. If there's an emergency, thank God my grandmother saved the little bit that she could every every check and that's what we lived off right but it was like that's not there's no security there besides depending on the government and that's not anywhere i ever want to be at ever again all right so i did want to jump into another thing that was always a big fear of mine as well is discipline because especially when you have boys uh, as a man, you have to teach them to be men, and you have to teach them that their actions have consequences. Yeah. Uh, and still to this day, like I only have a you know two and a half year old and a two month old, uh, but it's still like I don't know how to discipline my kids. I don't know. I've seen how I was right getting my ass whooped. Right, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to do that. Like at all. If it's if it's like a big thing. Like, yeah, I don't have a problem spanking my son. Uh, but it's not like that's the only method that I want to do. Like, it has to be, like, it has to be deserved. It's not like, oh, here's Tuesday. Got to get my 6 p.m. beating. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not what I want. Uh, like, if it happens, it, he has to know, oh, I fucked up. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the only time that I would do it. Um, I, outside of that, I just don't, like, how do you discipline a child? Yeah. I don't know. What's your plan? So um, spanking is not off the table for me and my wife. Um, my wife is, she's already said, I, I don't really think I can do the discipline side of, of raising a child. So that's going to fall on you. And in my head, I'm like, okay, so we're raising a, a boy. He, he's going to become a man mm-hmm. um, unless for whatever reason he becomes transgender. Don't know, don't care. If, if that's what happens, that's what happens. But at the end of the day, I have to raise you the way I, I think is best. And f- spanking, the, f- the whole physical discipline side of it is the easiest. Yeah, That's the easiest way of like cause and effect. Something will happen when you do something bad. That's yeah. the easiest one. That's probably um, the first thing you do as far as discipline. Because like they start reaching for everything early on. They start reaching for things. It's like... Oh, are you just gonna be like stop, please stop? You have to, you have to do the the hand smacking mm-hmm. like that. That happens, and that's the very first thing as far as discipline. That's what I'm going through right now because he's reaching for everything, yeah. and he's strong. He he grabs the 
uh, the little end table and just starts dragging it. I'm like, <laughs> dude, stop that. You can't grab everything. But as far as like besides that, because once physical discipline can only go so far before they're like, I, I don't care. Yeah. And it goes from I don't care to, oh, you will. And then it starts escalating. That's not where I see anything positive coming from. So it's like spanking is on the table, but when it's deserved. And as far as like other forms of discipline, like social media, Instagram, TikTok, all that, they, I feel like there's so much bad information and advice on there. Um, I was watching one one clip my wife was showing me. It was like this this mother was talking about how she doesn't tell her daughter no. Yeah, she she was like, oh, I don't tell my daughter no. I just try and get her to change her behavior or actions into something positive. And I'm like, you don't tell your child no. <laughs> like, that's that's horrible. Yeah. Eventually, they're going to learn that you can't just do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, you have to you have to show them what the real world is like. Cause and effect. Like, if you do something you're not supposed to, something will happen that you don't like. Yes. How the fuck are you raising a kid without telling them no? That's so Life- weird. Part of being successful in life is overcoming rejection Mm -hmm. and obstacles and failure. And if your kid is not learning that they can fail or they can run into an objection, what the fuck are they going to do? They're going to have a meltdown, a breakdown, and then somebody's going to lock their ass up because they think something's the fuck wrong with them. You're raising somebody who's going to turn out to be like a spoiled, entitled little shit. Don't tell my kid no. uh, That's the the problem with like growing up with money, like. Yeah. Um, do y'all remember that guy who just ran over a bunch of people and then the, their defense was, oh, he grew up with money and he doesn't know, uh, when you do something wrong, there's repercussions. Was that at like the protests or something? No, 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 no. no. This was years oh, ago. No, I don't remember that. That's yeah. crazy. So this was the first time I heard the, the phrase affluenza. It sounds like influenza, like the yeah. flu. It, it just means that you come from a, a, an upbringing where you're not taught um, like cause and effect, where it's like you do something wrong, you you, you that will be. That can be a real fucking that's a That's what their defense was. Is that's that what, like an urban dictionary thing or I is this like a real term? So. I've oh, heard this. Google that shit. Yeah, that's I've heard crazy. this term a lot more, but that was the first time I ever heard it. I think that was the first time. Anyone ever heard it? But yeah, affluenza is like, it's stupid. But like, there's a lot of bad advice on TikTok, Instagram. And a lot of it goes counter to how we were raised. It's like, they completely reject every like discipline or just like how um, they were raised. It's really weird. Like, I don't understand. I feel like, our generation and the generation that's coming up behind us wants to distance themselves so much from the previous generation that we just reject everything. Like it's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, reinventing the wheel for sure. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't want to beat my kids. Um, but you will uh, you, uh, if I have. <laughs> oh, yeah, at one point, one at, time at least, at one. just to see how it feels. If, <laughs> 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 nah, I don't want to have to like. Like like you said, I'm not taking it completely off the table. Um, I would hope that I'm able to raise a kid where if I tell them, no, stop, don't, I'm able to redirect them without using force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm kind of watching it play out where, like, you're having to use that method a little too much. And even studies will show that it makes children aggressive, right? Like... And I want I want my child to be able to articulate how they're feeling, right? Because I wasn't able to do that as a kid. I'm going to teach them how to do that. Um, articulate why they're doing the shit that they're doing. And I don't want them to fear me. I don't want my kid to fear me. Like, that's that's my biggest thing. I want, I want my kid to see me as somebody that they can go to and talk to about anything. And if it's something super fucked up, obviously there's consequences. But I want them to, like, you know there's an opportunity here for you to learn something. And it's not going to be by me whipping your ass. Like, you know, we'll, we'll go and correct whatever it is that you did, make amends with whoever we need to make amends with, and then chart a new plan of action. Because 
I, I just I want to I want to raise a kid who's who's a thinker, like, and I don't know. I, I know for a fact, actually, I'm not gonna say I don't know. I know for a fact that fear has a negative effect on your ability to think and your ability to process emotion. Like it, it dampens it entirely. So I want them to hopefully turn out to be somebody who is, um, you know, poised and is like constantly feeling loved or is able to give love even in their lowest situations. Like I don't want them to be like, cause I had a hard time with like, um, like dealing with stress at times, like I would, I would shut down from shit. Like I, like, you know, I might not lash out at you, but you know, I'm a, Get, put distance between me and you or whatever and and that's not because like my mom beat me or whatever but like I don't know other than the fear of telling her like oh I did xyz you know what I mean and getting the consequences as a result like I don't know where else that would come from other than somebody not telling me and taking the time to explain like yo you can't do that because this is going to happen like you know what I mean yeah yeah I mean and it comes to like actually having a relationship with your child. Yes. Like, with your situation with Nandi, I think that's a lot of situations with, you know, a lot of married couples is the wife goes, the disciplining is on you. I can't do it. That's not on me. You know, you're going to handle it, right? Because, but now you have to maneuver it correctly. Mm -hmm. Or you become the adversary. Exactly. Uh, you become you're the you're you're the fear you're the punishment you're the consequence and that's all they know you as, right? But if you don't develop that relationship prior, right? Because they need to know that if they get punished, it was deserved, not like, oh, dad only comes around or dad only talks to me or whatever when I'm in trouble. Yeah. No, you can't have that because. I don't. I, I never had conversations with my dad outside. I mean, shout out to him and my parents. You know, obviously they tried their best. Um, that's all. You know, you see that as you grow up, his parents are also just trying to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Um, but I never had a conversation with my dad, like outside of maybe when he was drinking, and then he would sit me down and we would have a conversation. Uh, <laughs> that's more so being talked at. Yeah. Yeah. Being told old stories. Yeah. You know, and, and but that's it. So. Uh, at, do I have a relationship with him? I'm going to say no. I mean, I don't know who he is as a person. Um, you know, and that's important because I, you, like you said, you want, and like you said, for him or your child, he or her, to come to you when they need something. If they're afraid of you, they're not going to fucking come to you. No, they're going to do shit behind your back. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather my, my son tell me <laughs> uh, what the fucked up shit he does or is thinking of doing yeah. before doing it and then being like that I fucked up it's like why what was your thinking because like I don't know like if if my son uh, gets older and, and starts selling drugs I'm like you either Tony Montana or you get out the game like you need to <laughs> either be all in because you you have to understand the consequences that that you will face and you're not doing this for fucking $500 a week. Like, that's right. dumb. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do something, you do it. Do it big. Do it big. <laughs> like, don't do it. You're going to sell drugs. If, you better be the best drug yeah, dealer there is. Yeah. If, you're, if you're thinking, oh, yeah, I, I need money. Da, 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 da. All right. So either slow and steady or if you're going to do something stupid like that, just know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're going to just... Because the consequences for selling drugs, for the most part, is almost the same. Like, mm-hmm. if you get caught with a little bit of drugs or a lot of drugs the very first time, nine times out of ten, it's a slap on the wrist. But, like, if you're going to do that, don't don't be stupid. Yeah. And if you're just thinking, oh, I can do this and blah, blah, blah. Like, because a lot of the times we're influenced by what we see and what yep. we hear around us growing yeah. up and fast money is always the most attractive and yeah. it's like no you have to understand if if you're gonna do that you, you you're all in once you are in that life you're in that life if that's not what you're gonna do don't do that if you if you want to become a lawyer um you have to know how much work is gonna go into it you have to know what your life is gonna be like afterwards once you become once you get that degree it's not over 
Like you're constantly going to be having to uh, study, have to learn new things. And then there's also the anxiety, the stress that comes with that. If, if you're ready for that and that's what you want, then go for it 100% of the way. If, you, if you're like half in, half out, I don't know, da, da, then just understand that's probably not for you. That's yeah. not, you're not going to thrive in that environment and in, down that path. So you didn't have your father in your life, mm-hmm. but you had your grandfather and grandmother? Yes. I mean, on the surface, you seem like a pretty good dude. You, you know, you've talked a lot about positive things today and, and how you're going to raise your child, your son, in a positive way. Uh, I mean, granted, you could be a serial killer out on the street. I, I wouldn't know. But, um, <laughs> like, did do you, would you, would you? <laughs> <laughs> to a serial killer? <laughs> What the fuck? That is poorly timed, George. Uh, he watched too much Dexter growing up. Clearly. Fuck. Uh, would you attribute any of the way you think to like a positive male role model that you had in your life? No. I feel like a lot of it my come, thinking came from growing up and then learning things on my own. Uh, like a lot Trial of, and error. Yeah. A lot of who I am is, is completely different from my upbringing and like my mentality is different from what my grandparents are, except for like right now I'm seeing the value in what, in the things that my grandfather taught me as far as like physical labor. Like mm-hmm. when I, when I was like 13, 14, 15, I would help, I would work with him um, remodeling homes for, um, we had a neighbor who ran uh, the convenience store there and her son started buying up homes and whenever he would need uh, some of the remodeled, he would come to us. So those skills are something I wish I had worked on a lot more. I wish um, I had took that to heart where it was like when he told me, um, start buying up these uh, abandoned homes. I'm talking about 15 years ago when buying a, a vacant property was like $5,000, $10,000. Versus now, my brother just bought a vacant one, and it was fifty grand. It was like, well, we ain't gonna talk about your brother because he didn't hire me as the realtor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. But yeah, it was like there's a lot of those things that I I didn't learn from them, but the things that I did learn, I wish I had like focused more on. Why did you? Because I don't know. Um, That's a difficult question Mm. because there's a lot that goes into it. It's like. In my early 20s, I wasted all of my money. I wasted all of my money. I should have been saving. I was making good money growing up, and I should be further ahead in life than I am now. I don't regret the way things have happened because I'm where I'm at now. I'm with the the woman that I love. I don't want to do this with anyone else. And like everything that happened led to where I'm at right now. 100%. But, like, I can see where it's like, if I would have done that a little bit different, I would have been a little bit better off. And we would have been better off. Yeah. But being able to look back and think, all right, I, I was taught certain things. I do have certain skills that other people don't. I know how to put up drywall. I know how to, uh, I know how to <laughs> do roofing because I did it when I was 13, 14. Like, there's people who don't have these skills and then it's like. What, what do you have? Like, yeah. A lot of the time, like if a lot of office jobs are easily replaceable, like, and that's what I thought would get me out of the ghetto, mm. going, working in an office job, doing a nine to five. Because that's what you saw TV. on TV. That's what you saw on TV. Yeah. But then after doing that for 10 years, having a panic attack, talking to a therapist, and then sh- she asked me, what do you want to do? The only thing that came to my mind was doing something where I'm not behind, uh, I'm not in a cubicle where like I can work with my hands. And that's when I finally thought, to, like the, the realization came to me is like, I was given the tools to do what would have made me happy. And instead I rejected it because I saw uh, this lifestyle portrayed in, media and movies tvs it's like yeah the the 
So like you see the six figure people, uh, men, women working jobs behind the cubicle desk. And it's like, but you don't see the person who owns a small business. Their business may make six or seven figures, but at the end of the day, they do have to, their responsibilities are different, but the stress is different. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Because like working behind a computer all day, especially if like you're on the phones, let's say you're doing customer service. That that's one of the worst jobs ever. I did that for uh, three years during the pandemic, and I was in the health field. Like that that was horrible. People calling, "Oh, I'm sick. Am I dying? Am I gonna die?" Like my aunt was sick, and she's in the hospital still. And it was like, "What's going on?" That really like accelerated me getting out of that. Like yeah, the let, pandemic was crazy. Let me say this. I um I think you answered the question earlier of why you didn't um lean more into what your grandfather was teaching you, which yeah. is because he didn't value it right at the time. It was yeah. just like it was something like you you saw it, but you didn't really appreciate what you were being taught. And so like a lot of times we do that shit because we're young, like we we have this idea, like what's being portrayed to us mm-hmm. on TV or whatever, right? And like, oh, like I'm not going to do this forever. I'm not worried about putting up sheetrock or drywall or whatever. I'm going to go get me a good job. I'm going to buy a house and have a beautiful wife and have a kid and blah, blah, blah. But then you get older and you're like, damn, like these were some good skills. Yeah. And life is not what the fuck it looks like on TV. So I could actually use some of those things that I had picked up along the way. Another thing, along the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Did it again. Jesus. Along the way. I might as well just be Italian, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I can't get away from it. Fuck. Um, but then the other thing I was going to say also is, <laughs> George, if you touch that fucking air horn one more time, bro, I'm going to break this fucking roadcaster. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is that I think um, you said customer service is like the worst thing ever. And it probably was for you because it doesn't align with who you are, what you want, right? Well, I think it like it all depends, and that's probably why your therapist is asking what you want to do is because like self awareness is one of the most key things that you can have in life, especially as an adult. And I think that's what a dad having a dad helps young men to do. It's like you can look at somebody who obviously looks like you, right? This is your fucking dad. Hopefully. You- Y'all look alike. Um, (laughs) uh, And then, um, you know, you have somebody who can basically help you jump the learning curve in life, right? So, like, in my situation, uh, I was raised by my my mom, single parent. My dad was in jail for 18 years, so I literally didn't meet my dad until I was, like, a young kid, and that was only because my mom took took me to see him in prison. And then he got out, but by that time, I was already my own man. So my mom, she had little jobs here and there. Um, she worked in retail, then she worked um, for a, a hospital for a couple of years. So I never had – so I'm an entrepreneur by, by heart, spirit, right? Because like, my father is also an entrepreneur. So like, just, just kind of like the way that I'm built. But I never had anybody to help me cultivate those skills, to help, like, help me hone who I could potentially be later on because – you know, my mom is something totally different. And it's not because man, maybe she is an entrepreneur at heart, but she didn't have anybody to teach her how to hone that either. But in your situation, George, your dad took you to the racetrack, right? Helped you get a job. Whether y'all had a great relationship or not, you at least had somebody to show you this shit ain't for me, right? Instead of you waiting 18, 20 years. I didn't get my real estate license until I was 25, I think. Was it 20? Yeah, I was, it was 25. This year would be seven years. So I didn't get my real estate license until I was 25. If my dad had been in my life and talked more about real estate and showed me different things, maybe I would have got it at fucking 18 or 19 instead. But it took me forever to figure out what I didn't like, what I actually did like, because I was only working at half capacity. I only had one parent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's just like people downplay how important having a dad is, and it's, it's fucking sad. Because even studies will show, like we talked about the last time, having a single, uh, having a having your just your father in your life is almost just as effective as having both parents. 
Like yeah. that's right. fucking crazy. Are you talking about the statistic of like um, if you're raised by a single father versus raised by a single mother, you're like exactly you're X more times more likely to end up in jail. Exactly, or yeah. finish high school, or be addicted to drugs. Yeah. Those types of things. Which is crazy because when you look at TV or even like the holiday, Father's Day, dads don't get shit. Mm-hmm. No. I'm looking forward to the day, though, that I get some socks, uh, <laughs> a nice wallet. I'm going to give you socks with my <laughs> face on it. That's what, <laughs> that's what you <laughs> And an air horn. <laughs> yeah, man. So the next thing I wanted to uh, jump into is uh, like Alina's is one of those people where she is trying to or wants the kids to grow up to be lawyers. That's what she wants, right? She's like, oh, they're going to be lawyers. She's going to make sure that she, you know, teaches them how to be, you know, this is what you're going to do and kind of push them in that direction. Don't know how that's going to play out, but that's what she wants, right? She wants to create the career for them yeah. because, uh, you know, that it wasn't, it. her parents didn't do that for her. Our parents didn't do it for us. All my parents really wanted was like, as long as you finish high school, you're all good. Yeah. Um. So I think having a parent kind of want to plan that for you mm-hmm. can be beneficial because you see that they they're gonna they have your best interest. They 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 want to help guide you. Now, obviously, they have to make their own fucking decisions. Yeah. Uh, and you can't just be like, well, no, you're gonna be a lawyer. Um. But still, even in families that. Are like, well, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to do this. And the parents, like, no, this is what you're doing. But a lot of times those kids become that. And yeah. they do pretty well for themselves. Yeah. Do you see yourself being that kind of parent? Like, hey, uh, I think that this is what I want you to do. And you kind of guide them. Or are you just going to be like, let me see what kind of person he is? So I've talked to Nandi about this. And I'm like, I, I don't really care what they do uh, when they're adults. But I do know. That as far as like schooling, I'm not gonna push um, a college degree on my child because that's um, a lot of debt. I, I understand the value in what uh, college brings, but a lot of that information is readily available online. And with just like the advancements that we're having with AI and all that, there's a lot of things that that you can just learn. The what I do want him to do is pick up a trade be able to have something to fall back on, um, either do HVAC, do something physical, welding, mm-hmm. something like that where you you have that that you can fall back on, but you also have that that you can build your own business out of. Yeah. So, And if at the end of the day that's not what you want to do, if you want to make YouTube videos or whatever, go ahead and do that. But I... Before you do that, understand that you do need to have that safety net of skills, of a certification, of something along those lines. So his career path is is not for me to set because even at the end of the day, I can say, oh, I want you to be a doctor. But um, I, I took prerequisites for med school and I hated that. I hated biology. I hated um, phys- is it physiology? whatever, that one. And it was like, all right, if I push this on my child, you're going to be pushing them to doing things that they don't want to do, even though, like, the benefits of being a doctor are (laughs) you have a a lot of money. You have a ton of money, but then there's also that that stress. There's the anxiety. Then there's also the fact that before you can reap the rewards of what you've done, you're stuck with a lot of debt. Yeah. That worst case scenario, something happens and wherever you were um, like positioned at to be a doctor, let's say that hospital goes out of business. Or let's say there's so many people pushing their kids to become doctors and lawyers that when you finally become a doctor or lawyer, there's no positions open because Everybody, they can get yeah. <laughs> they can get the same service for cheaper from someone else. Yeah. So it's like there's certain skills that I do want him to have before deciding his career path. And if like early on he's like he sees a movie or a show or something that influences him and he's like, yeah, I want to be a lawyer, then it's like, okay, if you want to be a lawyer, understand that um, you have to start now. Like 
in high school, you have to start, you go to debate classes. You have to take those AP courses, understand that that's what you're going to have to do to get there. And when you get there, what, what comes after? Once you become that lawyer, is that what you want? Do you just want to do that? Do you want to start your own firm? Do you want to become a judge or transition from law into politics? Because a lot of politicians do start off through the the law route. Is that what you want? Because once you become a lawyer, there is no end. It's like when you you were little, you played life, right? You, You go around the board and then there's an end where you retire, but you pick up a job and then that's what you are for the rest of your life. That's not how life works. Yeah. Like you, you start wearing different masks, different hats. You start doing different things with the knowledge that you accrued. So if you wanted to be a lawyer, what comes after? Like, what are you going to do after that? Um, so yeah, I'm not going to push him in one direction. Um, but I'm going to push for having that that trade, mm-hmm. being able to do something with your hands. Because, I mean, like, let's say we all go to war, right? Mm-hmm. Society collapses. What do you need a lawyer for when you need somebody to fix a hole in the, the wall? <laughs> you somebody to explain why you shot six people trying to break into your house. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> all right, there's no law. So, like, what's, yeah, what's going on? That's real. But, you know, to that point, like, there's... It's two ways, yeah. yeah it's two ways that um, that that could go mapping out your kid's life, right? Did you see King Richard, Will mm-hmm. Smith? Yeah, perfect example of how that shit can play out perfectly, right? That's a perfect example. Jesus Christ, you love that word. I'm laboring today, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like having a plan doesn't hurt. I don't think, but yeah, I think um, you have to understand who your kid is, right? So she can want them to be lawyers all they want. Eli takes his first jump shot from half court, and it's all net. That motherfucker going to the league <laughs> with with a lawyer's degree. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he could. Shit. Right, you could always, like, you know, you could always come out the, out the league and during the summers and, and take summer classes for his law degree. Not wrong with that. Yeah, I, that's what I want to do for my kids. Though I want to, I want to have like a a plan for them to be able to get through life. But let them kind of like make their own decisions. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to be the guy like, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. Like I, I think kids resent their parents for that type of shit. Yeah, and I think, uh, me just working straight out of school, and you know doing that. Uh, yeah, I think college, um, like we talked on another episode, is. If you don't know what you want to do and you're just going to college Always because hey, I want yeah, I need to go to college and now you're getting your philosophy degree for absolutely no reason. Yeah. Or I'm an art major, it's just like you're kind of just doing it for fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a clip from art the art major. majors. You know what I mean? They're gonna be out there. Well, well actually <clears throat> I'm an art major and right? oh my god. That's, that's my new favorite fucking button. Um but if you have an idea of what you want to do and it's like, well, I need a degree to do it, that's perfect. Yeah. So like me and Alina's are already like we're having we should have started it with Eli two years ago. We had the conversation uh beforehand and just never pursued it. But now we're actually looking into uh starting a savings account for both of them and putting money in regularly. Yeah. Because I don't want them to be left with that debt. When if they decide to go to college, right? And right. if uh, they decide to be like, yeah, you know, I do like debating, and I do want to be a lawyer, and it lo- does look like fun. I want to be able to help provide with those finances, yeah. not just be like, okay, you know, hopefully we get grants, hopefully we do this, and then he's on his own with that debt. Yeah. No, I want to be able to provide for that um, to help him out, help both of them. Um, so I think like that's that's a thing that like our like I said, our parents didn't do that. Uh, I think you need to. You kind of. It's a good idea. Um, and if they don't go to school, they do something else. You still have that money for them. You know what I mean? So, what do you? What's one thing you think you wish your dad had taught you or had done for you? I don't know. I just. Uh, I think communication could have been better. Um, like I said, we never had conversations. The only time that. 
people even confronted one another was always in an argument. Yeah. So communication was not very good. And that's the thing that I've been practicing. That's the thing that I had to change about myself because that was the only way that I knew how to, you know, get out, get, you know, get something off of my chest was I had to argue. I had to yell. I had to be aggressive. Um, talking about something was not something that, uh, that came natural to them. Yeah. Um, so problems were only resolved in that way. So I wish that that could have been changed because that was, that took a long time for me to fix. Um, and it plays into like anger issues because you think that's the only way to handle shit. Yeah. And it's not. What about you? I was going to, I was actually going to say, um, I think I wish my father had just been there. You know, like I, I've always been the kind of person, like I just would just kind of figure shit out on my own. I don't know if that's because I felt like I had to or it's because, you know, he wasn't there. Um, but yeah, I wish that he'd just been there. Like, so shit wasn't so hard for my mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and now I find myself always being so protective of her because I've watched her go through so much shit in my entire life. Even being as a kid, into being a teenager, like I had to watch her go through shit. And I'm just like, it It made me resent him in a way. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think people understand the gravity of their actions until it's too late. Right. So like my dad out doing whatever he was doing, selling drugs or whatever, leading up to uh, me being born. It's like, did you even think about how that would play out in my life? Like what your actions meant for my future. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, not only just my future, but my mother, like this is somebody essentially you, chose to partner up with and now you leave them holding a bag and whether you send money home or not big fucking whoop like this person has to take the kid to school every day feed the kid every day wash the kid every day teach the kid watch over the kid in a fucked up neighborhood at that right so you just you you take a job that's meant for two people and you say here you do everything by your fucking self like so I just I wish he was there, like, just to kind of <laughs> really make life better. Like that—that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, like, I'm—I'm I'm overcompensating for it. I'm—I'm I'm showing up for my little brother because I felt like that's how I would want somebody to show up for me, and I'm overcorrecting. Yeah. And I'm fucking doing things for my mom and you know my grandmother because I feel like this is what a man's supposed to do. You know what I mean? Instead of focusing on my own fucking life. Mm-hmm. And my fiance and trying to build a life that you guys have essentially built for yourselves. Mm. So, yeah, I wish she was just there. Like, yeah, all I can say is like I'm proud of everybody at this table because Aww. you know we didn't. We saw a lot of wrongs. We yeah. looked right. So, with it, with those wrongs, we made the decision to correct. Right, we saw what not to do and do the opposite. Uh, which, like I said earlier, is not an easy thing to do. It's easier to just continue going down the road that you started on in the first place. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's why I wanted to have this conversation. That's why I wanted to bring you on to show people that uh, when you make an effort to change who you are and better yourself so that your kids can be better, so that your kids can be better than what you had, who you were, that it could only just improve the world, like yeah. making better people. Constantly, like being uh, absent from your kid's life, making a conscious decision to put no effort into it. You're 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 fucking up that kid. And you know, if if he's bright enough to figure it out on his own, shout out to him. But that takes work, and a lot of people aren't willing to do that. Take us out. Look at that camera right there. Take us out. <laughs> no, t- no. Slapping the wanna- dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Slapping the dolphin. I don't know what that means. Yes, you That's know. a black saying. That's definitely not. That's a black we thing. literally set the stage for that joke like an hour ago, and then just all right, fuck both of y'all. <sighs> no. Go ahead, Jordan. Do it.
Take uh, us out. Thank you. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> this this wasn't planned. I don't know what you. This is good. I like it's it. It's all good. Well, we thank everybody for listening as usual. Thank yep. you for tuning in. Yes. If you made it this far, shout out to you. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, right, Jordan? Make yep, sure that you share share it with somebody close to you. If you know somebody who's going to be a dad, if you know yeah. a person who uh, has kids, if you know a kid who has a dad, if you know. Uh, uh, a, a, a person in general Send it to them Or even if you're a dad With a dad And you feel like your dad Wasn't being enough dad mm-hmm. Dad 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 If you know somebody Who breathes oxygen Send it to them 100% Give it to your dog <laughs> So uh, hit, hit that like Subscribe uh-huh. And what's the other one What do they always say Hit like uh, Hit like Turn on your notifications Turn on your notifications <laughs> yeah, there, there you go, go. There you go Alright You want to press it. the button no, fuck that. Do this it, is the do Man Cave Podcast, it, everybody. It, Thank it, you for coming out. It. We appreciate y'all. Much love. This is Larry. George. Jordan. Fucking press the I'm horn. Not pressing press the fucking horn. Thank you. I'm very not gonna much. No, thank you, brother. <laughs> oh. <laughs>